challenge is if you're going through a season of, you know, whatever trial or whatever season you're going through, but it's it's not, it's a dull, dark, you know, sad, low type of season. Um, you know, just a whole bunch of rain, whole bunch of thunder, just so much. Always pray or fight for a why. Mm. Um, don't just go through it. You know, why are you suffering? Yeah. What is the reason behind the suffering? Welcome to Capture the Thoughts. I hope you're all doing well. As always, we have a special guest with us. We're joined by the gifted Vuyo Brown, who is a singer and songwriter. Welcome, Vuyo, to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Cool. <laughs> so tell us a bit about yourself, about your background and your upbringing. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so ooh, let me see. I was raised, I was born in Blauayo, and my parents, so my parents were both teachers at the time. And it's funny because my dad lately has been having these random memories of when I was a kid or these random things he would go through or they would used to go through or used to happen when I was a baby. And which just adds on to this point that we we lived in a whole bunch of places around Zim. Mm-hmm. You know, especially back at that time, teachers would be, you, you'd be, de- let me, can I use deployed? <laughs> Is a teacher deployed or assigned, <laughs> whatever they, they get done. So, you know, and you have to go to these random places. Um, and my mom had these various spaces that she failed, um, even as just a teacher, but there's so much she just used to do that would take her to a whole bunch of places in the country. Sometimes they lived together, sometimes they didn't, and then that added more places. When they didn't live together, added more places we then got to live in or stay in for some time. Wow. So my my childhood is filled um with a whole bunch of people from a whole lot of different, you know, different backgrounds and being exposed to many, many things. And uh, part of that is, you know, the, the well, two cities that make me up are going to have to be Blaoyo and Harare because all these random ones, you, you know, there's Gwanda, there's Masringo's Gwanda city and all these other smaller places, you know, come into that as well. But then these two really shaped how I then became. And mm-hmm. um, so my childhood is, is really, yeah, it's living with a whole bunch of um in a, in a whole bunch of, of places, meeting a whole lot of people. So I'm that person who used to have a lot of friends, you know, mm-hmm. uh, people like me. So, you know, as a kid, you get, I'm new to, I was new to a lot of spaces, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So I learned to adapt very much earlier on and I learned to get along with different types of people very much earlier. Besides the ministry that I would take on later, I guess that just added on to that because it made me able to just have um, tolerance for for people of different backgrounds, different characters, because people can be different characters. And, you know, so um, that's my childhood. And again, in these schools where, you know, we my mom was a high school teacher and she was that type of the teacher you know the that there's always at least one or two that students really relate to or go to you know um go to when they have issues and problems my mom was a counselor she was that so she had a lot of students around her a lot of times and which meant us having a lot of people a lot of those students around us as well and because she was the teacher that you know would be assigned to all of these different activities, would then get to travel with her as well. And, you know, what part of those things was, um, what we, it's not entertainment at school, it's it's drama. It's, what is it called? Speech and drama in some places. Some places it's whatever is related to arts. And so we were, my sister and I were involved, involved in that a lot. Mm-hmm. We got to watch. And then what we would do is we would watch and go and replicate, you know, and repeat the whole, let's say it's a play or it was a lot of dance and a lot of, a lot of um, drums being played, a lot of songs, um, a lot of a cappella going on. So we'd go home when it was very interesting, very exciting. And we'd go home and do the whole, you know, call my mom. We set a date, like a night time, date and time 
for when you guys are going to attend. Whoever lives with us at the time, again, she would take in a lot of people. So whoever lives with us, you know, would have entertainment night or whatever. And, you know, me and my sister would play out whatever would have watched or seen wherever. Mm-hmm. And that kind of adds to the birth of love for entertainment in me, love for entertaining people, love for arts and, and expression and things like that. And, you know, fast forward to when I meet we're now in Harare and my, my dad is still a young, you know, yeah, a young man at the time. So he's a lot of friends and a lot of people that come over and mm. he was, he liked Harare nightlife at that time. Um, I think, I wouldn't know. He lived in, in the, at, at the avenues, but I think nightlife at that time was really just really good. And the economy was, was entering into being bad so at that time you know you could spend you could go out almost every night he literally was I think all out almost every night and that exposed us to a lot of people a lot of things and he was an English lecturer so also involved in arts a bit and um, besides a lot of books at home that's just a lot of you know, all these intellectuals coming over to the house and having those random conversations. I'm a kid who loves things. My, my sister loves things. And we're just, you know, sometimes also if you're not playing with the kids downstairs and, and you know, other kids at the playground or whatever, you're at home and then adults don't care. So, you know, they're just going to be having the conversation there. You're also just going to be there. So you just take part in these days and meet all these random people, part of the people that would come to the house. Um, so I don't know if you're Shona. So in the Shona culture, um, which I learned because we, we had relatives, uh, my dad had a Sekuru mm-hmm. who was an uncle to him. That's when I learned that that's a thing. And then, so one of the little brother to the Sekuru's, Sekuru of my dad's was a musician mm-hmm. and he played like a multiple instruments. And I don't even remember how, cause also I have a terrible memory. I, terrible terrible memory i don't remember how we actually got to talk about music or i just saw him i probably just saw him do something or play something you know musicians will carry something or talk about you know he was also an intellectual and intellectuals love talking about their thoughts and all these things so i think at some point somehow i don't know um i got to find out he likes music or something and then he got to find out i am interested in music and started teaching me this instrument so he had said that he's going to teach me you know he had said how he was what he was going to teach me when and stuff like that what afterwards and he decided to and I always tell this story because he decided to start with the flute so I was interested in learning the guitar because he played guitar during class and my uncle chose to teach the flute instead right he started with that so unfortunately though we didn't continue we we did the lessons for about two years (laughs) Right? Yeah. Maybe a year or so. And we had to move, right? So now, because we have to move, uh, moving back with my mom. We lived with my dad at this time, moving back with my mom. And that leads to fast forward, you know, um, leads to, yeah, then I I, I was in, my mom was in Blaoyo. And so that's me being in Blaoyo until now. So, how did you make the decision to follow Christ? Because as we Mm -hmm. all know, you are a Christian. Right. Oh, you hope I am a Christian. <laughs> you did mention prayer partners earlier, so I'm just assuming that you are. I don't know. Satan is a prayer partners too. I'm just saying. <laughs> so um, the the my so I, I didn't grow grow up in church because my my parents were were not Christians until my mother was born again in 2006. Mm-hmm. which becomes the year I also get born again because I oh, the thing about me as a kid as well this is part of the childhood stories because I was always you know we moved in all these different places so we'd have all these different maids mm-hmm. and each maid um had different belief systems they were coming with and because you're the kid and that's the thing about kids you're exposed you you're you're closer to you know, the things my mom wouldn't know about them that we would just know because she's with us all the time. She's literally assigned to take care of us anyway. And a lot of these maids would go to these different churches. And so on Sunday, I would be interested in that she was going somewhere because my mom wouldn't be going anyway. So I'll be interested in that she's going to church, you know. So I got to just attend all these different 
you know, services in different places. And, you know, I've, I've been to the Catholic Church before. I've been to um, SDA. I've attended one service at SDA when I was a kid. Um, I've been to, what else? So many different spaces I would just follow. I always just was interested in church. Um, but it wasn't, you know, I was just curious, I guess, or, you know, well, I don't know why I'm saying it's random or anything, but there was always something there for me. I always knew it without knowing it. So um, fast forward to my mom then getting born again in, in 20, 2006. Um, she joined Family of God and she was born again there. She, you know, that's, I, I love telling her story because she passed away. So she's not here to tell it now, but, you know, she was going through just a lot in life. By that time, she's just been through a lot. And I think that one day she just, she says that she just, and we knew that, well, she came and told us because now she started forcing us to go to this church of hers. This Pentecostal, my first time in Pentecostal church. And, um, you know, she has her story of how she then came she, to find this church and then she gets born again. And then we attend the church for some time. But one day, um, I'm interested in going because I've always been interested in church as a kid, but I wasn't so into being forced to go that, that my mom and I clashed on that one because I didn't like that. Now she wants to change her mind and now she's interested. So now I should change my, you know, what I've been doing and do hers, you know? So for some time we did and then, but I'll still just go. Um, we clashed also because, you know, we as as young people at this church were just treated a certain way. I didn't. I just didn't like that. I don't like a space that won't let me be myself, you know. And mm -hmm. I'm 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 14 at this time, and so I'd have to take my hat off when I'm coming in. I have to dress a certain way. I'm like, ah, guys. So um, fast forward. There's a service we have, and my pastor, Pastor Nilo, is preaching the usual. You know, every Sunday at um, you know, at the end of the service, there's going to be an altar call. And it's for anyone who feels, you know, hearing this did something for you and you just don't really understand what it's about, but you feel there's something there and you would like to give your life to Christ. You know, it's usually how it would go. So, you know, but this one this is literally every Sunday. It's said every Sunday. I've heard it many times before. But this one Sunday, I, and I say this not to be dramatic every time I talk about it, I found myself walking down the aisle to the altar, to the front. And it's, you know, I, I can't really go back to it and say why I can't go back to it and say what pushed me. I just found myself in the front. I guess it was just time, you know, but um, I don't really have a way. I was hearing him say that and it made sense to me. I don't have that story. I just found myself down at, at, at the, at the altar and, you know, um obviously my mom has been praying so um the holy spirit has convicted now so i know what happened later but at that time i just went to the front like and when my my sister's two years younger than me you know when we have the conversation i'm like bro i don't know why i don't know why i went to the front like i just found myself there you know mm -hmm. that's how i'm talking and so i start my that's when i get born again and i start fog had this beautiful thing I, i'm sure they still have it now you go through a few lessons, you know, they, you have, they assign somebody to you and then you go through a few lessons of this decision that you've just come to. And that's what I went through. I went through it twice, actually. Yeah. Because I, went through it. I had to do it again when I was 16, I think. Um, but yeah, because I forgotten <laughs> every single thing they did. So, so um, yeah, but you know, that's, that was a beautiful thing they did. They actually start you and they don't leave you alone. Um, so that, that's how I come to to get born again. That's how I come to actually having um, Christ as my Lord and Savior. Wow, that is beautiful. Clearly right. the, the Holy Spirit was at work there. Definitely. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and so what? how did you becoming a Christian then change your understanding of yourself? Like, how did it right. shape you? How did it shape what you thought of yourself and your identity? Right. It, it really was the the smallest thing. So it um, the good thing about where I was born again was it was a teaching. They move more in teaching. Mm -hmm. And teaching is good because it grooms you and grounds you. And so I had that. It, they, it started shaping my nose 
mostly not so much of my yeses because that would then be shaped later mm -hmm. so i was there for six years and so some of the things that i stopped being interested in you know started mm -hmm. happening at that time because now it just didn't make sense now i've a knowledge that that's guiding me and going um yeah now i know the why behind something maybe you know so now if i can easily say nah i'm not going to be part of this now nah, i'm not going to be found here Mm -hmm. um at that time you know I, I think it's with me i think i was always a spiritual kid um because i remember I, I went to a catholic school so um at school you know there's some so the catholic school the chapel had the what they term the star of david um another conversation for that one but what they, they have that star so i'm using this as the small um example of, like because it was such a shift in my life so that star um was in and i'm and and i can't be controversial on this one because i'm not talking about any i just said i went to a catholic school and <laughs> okay. we would go into the chapel so i'm not you know what i mean i'm i'm, I'm yeah I'm, i hope i'm not i'm a kind of offended one in this one because the star is there and but i started questioning so at that time supernatural was kind of popping Mm. and especially the series especially in class and so you know you're going to watch an episode and you're going to come in we're going to talk about it i was one of those so i i, I was such a leader as a kid as a, as, a, as, a, as a teenager that i was you know if something is on i'm going to put people on you know so i mean if people are going to start doing something around especially my friends it's because i'm the one who came in. guys we're not watching this we're not, have you seen this have you so you know i was always the one who's yeah so because I'm not watching Supernatural, everybody's going to start watching. So we're now all watching. And then other people say, I remember because we were this, this little crew of like <laughs> morning when an episode shows that morning, we're going to talk about it before class begins because like, yo, did you see that? So one of the stars that those guys used to use, right? They used to show up a lot on that, on that series was mm -hmm. this star that they have at the chapel. And so things like that I started questioning because I now I'm like okay so why is it the same the things I now knew or was now being exposed to um what in later on as we as you grow and especially in ministry they they teach you to one of the things taught there is that we Christians view the world through the word of God and so that's basically at you know infant with the elementary points is what I want. I started doing um, and just questioning things. The questions I would have were now because of what I now knew, you know what I mean? And I was now comparing these things and I was now noticing that. And I, that becomes one of the things I noticed um, because it is there in the chapel and then it's there on, on the series Supernatural. So now I want to know what is it? What's behind it? What does it mean? You know, simple things like that. Whereas before, you know, it's okay, it exists. Mm -hmm. um, but now I now have all this, I'm now interested in more in, in knowing the deeper and the behind of random things. And so um, it's just shaping also what I'm part of and what I do. Now, you know, at that time, not so deep into... I, you know, it's funny because I think indirectly it did. I just don't remember the actual decision of me saying, deciding this. But um, at 14 is the year that I came into um, who I would be later because I, I, I always was like, you know, do what she wants. But at 14, it's when I always note that is the age that I came into knowing what I actually wanted to do in my life the things mm -hmm. I wanted to pursue, what I wanted to go and study, what it was going to do. You know, I was that kid. Like, I had um a whole yeah you know because that's when i joined the human rights club and mm -hmm. now you know i want to do this for life you know i want to be that lawyer i want to be i wanted to study that and i knew how i was going to break it down i was going to do this different types of law and then this is what i was going to do use to help people here to do so the 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 part of me that loves helping people was shaved at 14 and i do believe that was because i got born again at 14 because um or maybe is the reason why that all of that just happened in that year i had to now decide for myself and you know i always use it as well as the year that i i used to love beyonce i used to love pop music 
mm-hmm. um, specifically Beyonce. I, as, a t- as a kid, like growing up through these different schools, I'd always have a, a dance group, a, a music group, you know, where all this singing and dancing and I'm the lead, I'm Beyonce. And so, you know, um, at, at, at 14, I kind of shifted from her and started being more interested in, uh, um, I think at that time is when I fell in love with Amy Winehouse and the Adele type of music. And there was a girl who used to be called Darcy at the time. And they had a different jazzy type of music, um, soul type of, it was deeper stuff. It was just different from pop, the usual pop with the, you know, at that time, Beyonce, Rihanna, at the popular ones, right? But um, so, it's, it's yeah so it's, it's me now deciding for myself what I'm gonna go for what I like and what so it, there's a lot of what is it coming to self that happened my identity started me deciding at least what I wanted to be um happened started happening at, at that time you know so the nose gets shaved and then later you know I was there for six years I was at church for six years and then later is when I now you know, my yes is now, now who I'm going to be, what I'm going to be really starts to get sealed. You know, it's already kind of, there's a, a highlight of it here because um, I really just wanted to help people. I knew I'm in service somehow, mm. but um, it really, you know, starts to make sense later because there's a humbling that God had to do and meeting him now really actually now having the relationship with him like and in the past six years I've known about him right now I'm coming to actually meet him and know him and that is what then changed my life um meeting and knowing the person that is the Holy Spirit and this is like at 1920 you know and yeah that's when my life now begins to change because now you know he sets my tra- my trajectory, the the my life and how it's gonna go, and I'm either agreeing or disagreeing. You know, like here it's as clear as possible. Like there is no, <laughs> you're either with it or not because it's right there. Now God teaches me His voice. Now God teaches me a whole lot of Him that I didn't even know before and that's the beautiful thing about God is that every level and every point he just keeps revealing parts of himself that you thought you already knew it's like how are you so like really this I thought I knew oh there's this as well oh there's that is that you know so um at that time I start to I'm now yeah so that starts to give me who I'm going to be where I'm going to be what I'm going to do Mm. wow that is powerful so how how did you make that transition from learning about your no's to learning about your yeses? Like, how right. did you, how did you walk deeper with the Holy Spirit? What was the shift there? Right. So, um, I, uh, six years this side, and I had never fasted one day, not even a single day. Mm-hmm. They would be fast. I'll be declared in church. I'd never do them. There would be prayers that, you know, would would be declared. And, you know, those fasts, like right now, January fast, and, you know, most churches are doing those. Not even one day that I did. And my mom would go to this prayer. Sometimes we would go to, but, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was there for the ride. So fast forward to, to um, 2011, 2012, and I start having these dreams, right? Mm-hmm. and um well i started having these dreams but in the same time as well every time my my pastor's preaching this thing will start happening he's preaching and he gives us you know he's going to read a verse right you're going to read it when i'm looking down in my bible and i'm reading that verse i i start going off with something else right mm-hmm. and again i'm not really i'm not even actually reading the bible unless i'm in service at church you know, I mean, I'm born again with the words in jail, but I'm not actually doing anything. And but then now at this time, every time you start a verse, you would read that verse. So I'm looking down at my Bible. So literally my notebook started to have two messages. Right. The message that he's saying, because I'm still listening. But it went, sometimes even when he says something, I get something else and I'm writing it down. For me at that time, it was a thing because I never done that before and I didn't get what was happening. And then as on the same time, I start having these dreams and I can't figure out these dreams because, and, you know, later on, I would know what they are. But then at that time, I didn't know how to handle them because, again, um, 
I, I didn't really know how to pray. You know, my I don't I didn't know how to pray at that time. Um, I don't actually remember what I used to do to pray, but at that time I didn't. So I couldn't. So all of these things started happening. And I remember um, I come to, I, I visit my mom, my, my sister and my mom start visiting this church and they used to just have these all nights, right? So they just, you know, a typical actual all night where you're just praying, like it's just prayer. It's mm. just praying. And um, one day, so I'm so loyal to where i am now by this time i'm leading i'm in the worship team i'm leading the worship team i'm i'm leading the youth so i have too much responsibility not to be available and you know so i was i I was refusing a whole bunch of invitations and i remember this one time i ended up going and i remember I'm, i'm sitting in there and um the pastor comes in and what he preaches that day then speaks to me because I was applying to university and I wanted to go to the Free State University because mm-hmm. apparently in South Africa it was the best for law. So I had my whole plan set, you know. I'm, 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 but then my parents, my, my dad is not budging. Um, mm-hmm. My mom is in between about elections. Like, I don't know. But it's just not really coming. My plans are not coming the way they I want. And he preached something that day. I can't remember what it was actually. I just remember what he preached spoke to me. So I was like, okay, fine. So I'm just going to give this another shot and I come another time. And the prayer that used to happen in that space, man, like, because there was different people coming in just to pray at night. And I was, it changed. (laughs) I think I'm saying this too much, but it changed my life because now I started, you know, when, when you start praying Mm -hmm. and actually praying now, because I'm praying i now really am interested in actually reading the word i actually want to study more i want to know wait he said that why don't i know that where is that i want to so i'm you know now i'm I'm just hungry for more i just wanted the more i'd get the more i'd want like i'm like there's so much to god like i'm realizing there's just so much to god and i just don't know it so i want more and so that starts that and then because i'm hungry and then you know some of these prayers would just be called out and i'll go and then this is happening i'll just go is there this prayer i'm just gonna go i think Okay, who was there? What was going to happen? I just, this space where people are praying, I want to be there. Okay, so the guy who starts his own prayers and invites people and goes, he's going to be doing prayers on a Wednesday and it's going to be intercession for the church. And mm-hmm. so those who want to join and just want to pray, you know, you can come. And so I, I started going. And again, by the way, there are already all nights happening. So this is like another all night during the week. And so not many people went and he didn't really do a whole open call for it, but quite a few people were called. And so I'm one of the people that went and I remember my third or second, first, second or third, and he, you know, we're praying. And then he goes, is there anyone here who does not speak in tongues? And I raise my hand, right? Not raise my hand, but I'm like, yes, me. And because the question is, who'd like to, you know, because yeah, you, that's one thing I, I just didn't have. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I then had mentioned the, that at, at my previous church, because I had a good voice and sang well, um, they would let me lead worship, worship music in church or worship service. But for it to get deeper, you know, when you really now, yeah, you'd feel there's something lacking. So mm-hmm. there's someone, um, her name, I always mention her because one day we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, her name was Sister Charity because I remember we I never said her name without the sister. So it was Sister Charity. And she would then grab the mic and would start, you know, worshipping in tongues because mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. So I could do... I could lead to a certain point and then she takes over yeah. and it never was a thing for me. I never, but you know, now because I'm seeking more and I'm like, I need more because now I'm realizing there is more. Um, I'd never had that hunger for more, but now I have it. And so he asked, does anyone not? And I was like, yeah, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Would you like to? And then we get, you know, then we all pray. And I remember because my first encounter with the Holy spirit was a hug and he oh. hugged me. And I just fell on the floor, not fell, but, you know, I was just on the the floor in times the whole time, just feeling love. So which is why most of my 
with the music side of what I do is about having someone experience the love of God because that was the main experience that then shaped, you know, how I then pictured him and how what I thought of him. Mm-hmm. It's that love. And in a lot of people, that's just what they need but don't know. I didn't know I needed it until I felt it in that moment. And he's hugged me since, you know, every time if I'm going, we'll talk about it another time. But my experience with depression mm-hmm. is also just involves his hugs. And, you know, so that became my, the shape um, of, 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 well, my relationship with the Holy Spirit. That's how I met him. Not just tongues that we didn't, I didn't just go, you know, just belt out tongues. I, I felt him first and knew he was there and then met him the person and then the tongues you know so which was huge for me was huge for me because i'd always been wanting like you know you see people praying and like they get into tongues so you people go to the front and you know, it just never happened for you you know and so for 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 about six years i hadn't had that experience and the one i then experienced um, I hadn't heard anyone around me tell it like that. So, you know, again, it goes to shape how I'm like, okay, so why don't y'all, yeah, I hear you talking about the times and the babakada that you can do and the, the things you can do with the, you know, but then what about the loves? I, have you experienced that? No one around me was talking about that. So that became a thing for me. Um, so I hope I answered, you know, and the funny thing is I've forgotten what question you asked. But I think it was leading up to this moment. Yes, it did. Hope it answered it. <laughs> it. Answered it beautifully because a lot of people go through church and they don't actually experience the love of God. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is just encouraging. That is beautiful mm-hmm. to hear. Uh, and so, so now on to the music. Um, you have a music career and people often think that gospel music doesn't pay as well as secular music or you don't mm-hmm. become as famous. Why did you decide to then follow this path? Mm. I love that question. Because mm-hmm. when I when I first came, when I came out, because I released a single before the album, but when people started hearing more about me, a lot of the people that would come would well, the producers, the people in the industry itself were like, why are you doing gospel music? Why would you use your voice there? Like, you're just so good. Why are you? And we're like, okay. <laughs> so then I knew it was a thing. Because for me, it was such an obvious thing that this is what I'm going to do. I didn't, I grew up loving music. I was always going to be, I always wanted to be a musician. Um, but I was going to be an academic because that's the background that I came from. No one was encouraging that. But I'm, I'm glad that God got to do that for me. Because for me, because God wanted me to do it, that, that shaped everything, you know, um, because the reason why I was struggle, I, there are many, I, I joined agencies before. I actually did, you know, was involved in music projects before, especially sometime in high school and after. And it just would never really, you know, actually manifest and be something that's actually tangible because I, it just never felt, um, okay, what I use is empty. Mm-hmm. I, I, I struggle again because I'm a spiritual person besides being a Christian I'm a spiritual person um I'm that person who's deep deep about stuff so <laughs> it just when I would write a song for somebody or not be involved in a project it just wouldn't sit you know it just it felt meaningless like if I do a song about love and you know how I'm in love with this person it just felt stupid to me you know mm-hmm. for me again for me it mm-hmm. just didn't feel it felt like yeah I'm ex- yeah okay I get it you love but then I, you know, I couldn't even explain it at the time. Now I can. So I'm saying it how I felt it at the time. It just always felt like that. And so when I wasn't going to pursue music as a career, because again, it wasn't something that was being being encouraged for me, even though I wanted it. So it was just going to be something I'll do at church. And until God then says, um, because he does say he speaks clearly. And so God then starts showing me these random images and these random, I started having these certain desires and thoughts, right? And I'm just brushing it off. I'm like, of course, I'm, I'm an ambitious person. I'm going to think like that. 
And then over time, um, I think in the same year, then um, my pastor at the time then says to me, and this was a prophecy. And then he describes what he's seeing. And then for me, that became what I needed. It's like, okay, if God is making you see this, and um, I didn't leave it at that. Again, I was praying with people. Remember, I did, we were still praying together. And so all of these random people just come to me and tell me what they're seeing and what they're hearing, what they're feeling, blah, 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 all of this around me. And so for me, it just became the confirmation that I didn't know I needed because I wasn't asking for it. But then it became the, oh, God wants me to do it. Ah, okay. If he wants me to do it, okay. You know, because yeah. I'm only going to do this because you want me to do it. Because if you want me to do it, you have a plan for it. One, two, that is an actual purpose. And I'm going to do that because I can do this. This is a gift. I can write songs for people, a gift. But if you actually want to use it, that means it can actually be something. Let's do it. And so, you know, which is another thing. It's never a forced meta. You still have to say yes to it. And so I said yes to it. And then the very, I think a few months after then, that's the thing about me. I would move on it. You know, I started singing with different people outside church and I joined groups. Now I wanted to learn about the actual industry and how, you know, the actual practicality of what I'm going to be doing. I, I'm not the diving just like that type. Mm-hmm. I like the preparation. And God for me was actually specific about the process i went through a whole lot of preparation before i actually began before who people know is for your brown actually came to mm-hmm. stop being known even in a few circles there was a moment of just me um doing and not um yet actually start you know having started and mm-hmm. that was necessary because i was acquiring as much as i could i was learning as much as i could um physically and spiritually and so that by the time it does happen um yeah, because also I, I'm 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 like that, but God also is like that. He mm. is about preparation, is about the plan. Mm. And he already he already has the plan, you know. And I would um part of what I repeat to to people, um, because I discovered it that way, is that he does have um the plans for you are practical. They're not just comfort, they're they're practical, they're actually there. And it's it takes a yes to get into the decision to to get into the practical sorry not the decision but the 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 practical of that decision the practical of the plans and Mm -hmm. then start they come into fruition bit by bit sometimes sometimes it's going to tell you as much as you need sometimes it's going to tell you just up to a point and Mm -hmm. but the point is just to start and so i decided to just you know okay only because you want to be part of it only because you said mm. you know i feel yeah then i'm not I'm not it's not going to be um pointless so that's why that's why I, the 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 gospel music that's why i do christian music because for me it's not even gospel music for me it was there was nothing else that i could express because that's what i cared the most about yeah. and there was nothing else i could express because i my sound, the way I hear it, the way I would get the music was already different from the gospel music that was already on the ground, which I didn't grow up listening to, by the way. I didn't grow up listening to gospel music. And then I said, I'm going to be a gospel artist, never, ever. And so there's a reason why God shaped it like that for me or made me like that, the way I, I'm necessary. Um, I'm at a point where I can say that about myself because I know I'm necessary in the way I interpret music, in the way I interpret God, in the way I hear him, the way I hear and and understand people, because I have to sing it the way a younger version of me would actually receive as well. Because mm-hmm. I didn't, again, grow up in church, really, and I didn't really grow up seeking or wanting gospel music. I already described part of the artist that I was listening to. And so if you had given me maybe, maybe, it's also a maybe because everything is just chances, right? Um, but it's also a maybe. If you had given me a Vuyo Brown when I was 14, she might have gotten to me. I, she, I might have related to her because I said, oh, okay. This When my mother says she's listening to gospel music, I don't want to listen to her gospel. It's boring for me. But then I want to hear what, um, for example, a song called Chitamba, and I'm hearing that, I'm going, oh, okay. I, I can vibe to that because I'm 14, you know? So um, it's a small, there's a gap I feel and I'm, a, I'm well aware of that because it had to be shaped 
in God, by God, and in time as well. But it it's a whole unnecessary. Mm, that's good. Love, love your music, by the way. Thank um, you. And it's so, I loved what you said about about preparation because a lot of people when they hear a word from God they mm-hmm. think that okay we're just gonna dive into it but there's a season of preparing you for it that God needs to take you through and also building who you are as a person and just mm-hmm. you know making sure that when you get into that calling you do so with humility you do so with grace and mm-hmm. just honesty so yeah that is so so important right 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 yeah true very true. Mm. And so what challenges have you faced being in this industry? And how are you overcoming them if you are? Or how have you overcome them if you have? Right. So um, that it, it, it goes to the comfort, first of all, of if he's going to do it, if he wants me to do it, then he has a plan. Why that's safe, right, is because if you have that relationship with God, where he's your father, where he's your friend, where y'all are cool like that, right? Mm-hmm. You, it's easy for you to go back and say, hey, what you said, right? And um, it was easy for, for Abraham to be going back to God and saying, but you said, you know, it was easy for him, whether he's frustrated when he's going through, but I'm not seeing anything. It's mm-hmm. easy for him to go back to the person who said it. And so that's what's safe about um, God just guiding it in that what I learned as well, because part of what he guided as well was the, it led me to, I studied, well, at least I was there for three years. Um, I did media at NAST. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the plan because I had no plan to be in Zim. Like, you know, I, who, where I was coming from and, you know, we were supposed to go into the world, like, you know, out of Zim into, yeah, who I was. Right. But, um, God's instruction at that time, I remember, was specifically and out loud, like it was and no question about it, was to go to NAST. And I remember at that time, I think um, they were about to start already or because I remember me going there, um, I ended up getting a space in the para class, which mm-hmm. is the night one, right? Is that para? Yeah. Yeah. In, the, in, in the night class because I was kind of late, right? Because I didn't, I didn't apply in time. I didn't know. So all of that just kind of worked out. And then, um, and then all of that kind of worked out and um, everything, fees and everything was always, fees and everything was always covered. Um, and, you know, like I didn't lack for anything. Mm-hmm. Again, and I also do mention that my dad just was, it just didn't make sense when it came to when I would mention what I wanted to go study and where I wanted to go study it. Not because he didn't have the means, because he did. I wouldn't have dreamed that far if he didn't, because also my sister got to go study an essay. And but for me, it just everything was just blocking, blocking, blocking. And I remember when he did say it, he was like, um, I wrote it somewhere. I I I'll check. Um it was so direct and and, and where I should go. And that he was going to cover everything and take care of everything. So that mentality that I had at that time, this is like 2011, 2012, um, is the mentality that I then got into with this music thing. When he's the one who kind of directs, he takes care of everything. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of pastors actually preach that because that's the thing. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know preached it to me before. If I had someone preached it before, I wouldn't have had a problem in the first place. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. because he had, it's easy for me to if something all the challenges that I then face it's easy for me to then take them back to him and just hear what he's saying about it and one of the things I encourage you know I've been through a lot um just generally in my life and just you know so far in my life I've just been through a lot and you get to a point where um I'm not at a point where and I do encourage this if you're going through a season of you know whatever trial or whatever season you're going through, but it's, it's not, it's a dull, dark, you know, sad, low type of season. Um, you know, just a whole bunch of rain, whole bunch of thunder and just so much. Always pray or fight for a why. Mm. Um, don't just go through it. You know, what? why are you suffering? Yeah. What is the reason? 
reason behind the suffering. So whenever I do go through the challenges, I just want to know. So I kind of have this Jacob. Um, remember when he wrestled with what the Bible says he wrestled with God? With I, I kind of always have that with him, you know, and just why is this happening? I got to know why. I'm not saying I'm not going to go through it. I'm not saying I don't want to go through it. I mean, I don't want to go through it, but I will if I just know there's a why. And whether the, re- the why is because of God directly, or the why is because you know some manipulation going on either way i i'm not just going to suffer for nothing why are we suffering so that's what i kind of apply to my challenges um there's some challenges that i'll go through because a door is being closed in my face um because there's a no somewhere um but if i just know okay that no is because this 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 that that then i'm good um you know what i mean so I've, i've got it's easy for me to just always take it back to God because he's involved or, you know, I go, sometimes my, my challenges are um, because of this that I chose to do. So also that is a why that I'm okay. That I become okay with, do you understand what I mean? Because then I know that um, this is going to happen because I choose to sing about Jesus Christ. This is going to happen because I choose to talk about God. This is what's going to happen because um my music is a certain way because even though some of the 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 challenges will be in the church um this is gonna happen because this is not what is being done by everybody else it's the challenges become easier to bear and they are there because i'm still an independent artist so they have so much um the industry itself has many challenges just like any other industry um but whenever i get asked that question besides what i've just answered you with whenever i get asked, asked that question I always say, unfortunately for me, I'm just too positive. Mm-hmm. And so I always just focus on the I'm that I'm wired like that. There's the complaint, but then what am I gonna do? How are we fixing it? So I'm I, I, I'm too to a fault, just always focusing on on how I could get past it instead of just focusing so much on the challenge. Because all of them are really just the basic average ones that any industry um that one is in would go through and in here it's you know besides the industry industry itself there's the country itself so there's just things in the country that are a certain way that then um hinder so much in what we're trying to do in the industry so you know it can just be a whole book of many challenges and so um, I just always focus on what you then asked, what do I do to overcome? Um, the focus is on, is, is easily on Jesus Christ, is easily on God, because I can easily go back and say, um, if ever I'm feeling something that is just too much, I can easily just take it back to him and hear what he's saying, or then he makes a way, you know. So, and that what that's what grace is, um, the grace of God. Um, I knew it was in some things that, you know, would happen that he would have already said, or I, I already knew because it's, he wants me to do it, there's some things he's just going to make a way for. And mm-hmm. so sometimes, you know, he has shown me, not sometimes, but he, he has shown me what grace is um, mm-hmm. in the spaces he has placed me in as a Christian artist in the spaces he has placed me in as me, you know, I would have, I remember um, this one time I said to this guy who came to me and is asking me, you know, some questions about how, 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 right? How are you doing this? What are you doing here? And he came from a big church. Mm -hmm. He goes to a big church. And I remember for a minute, I was like, and like, again, I'm that person who's just always randomly talking to the Holy Spirit. I'm like, are you kidding me? Should I even respond to this? Like, he goes to a big church. He already has an audience I don't have, but he's busy asking me, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? It feels like envy to me. You know, it just feels like greed to me. You know what I mean? You already have that, but you want more. Like, if I had your already organic, natural without even fighting for audience because of the church that you go to, I would be further than I am today, you know? So I remember he, in doing that, in that moment, and I was going, what, he's being selfish. I then realized the grace of God in that, you know, it does not matter sometimes. It does not matter 
the resources you have and you know the things that you actually can do even the million dollars you can have if you just don't have the grace of god sometimes mm-hmm. you keep wondering why though like how come that one is getting this it's just the grace of god and um yeah. that is the most beautiful thing that he gave us mm. thank you for sharing that thank right. you for sharing that. Yeah. and and so I love the part where you mentioned the why and yeah I think that's that's the thing that sustains us knowing our why and yeah and so what has been the most rewarding thing for you um as you do what you do what has been the most rewarding thing for you right um uh let me see Every time that someone has reached out to me, this one woman back in 2017, um, I think. So she becomes like the the example of many others, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people then reach out to me saying that. And she, she I have a song called Ndi Jesu. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that song, it was my first single. And she heard, she, I wrote that song going through something. Mm-hmm. right but not writing necessarily from that place because i can't write from a place um mm-hmm. if i'm in that place i can only write afterwards so you know what i mentioned in that song and what it was meant to do i remember because it you know like again she re- she just represents a lot of people who reach out to me with that so she's driving um going somewhere either to work or from work or from the shop or wherever she's coming from uh, or going and she's playing the song comes on so she's got my music and the song comes on and then she goes here to park the car and then she parks the car and then she just started crying wow and she just cried and she's going so I'm, she's telling me now and, and and she's telling me and she's telling me and she's crying again so and then she's just going i don't know what you did in that song and i'd never told her what i did in that song right i never told her the story she mm. just you know he listens to the so she goes she, she cries and then when she's crying she was crying because she was thinking of her dad mm. and all the things that happened with her dad her dad passed away and she you know all the things that happened with her dad and what she felt what she went through and then she just cried and wailed and afterwards you know it was like this cry that she needed to do and then um i remember you know then i tell her where i wrote the song from it was when it was a around my mom right Mm -hmm. and her passing on and so you know they I, i said to her that that song was meant to do that to heal and mm-hmm. sometimes the crying is the healing, right? And um, it's easy, especially if you're a Christian artist or just a spiritual person and you're setting things in your songs, it's easy to say the things that you set a song to do, <laughs> right? But when it actually does happen to people you don't know, this is not a person I knew. And most of these, if not all of them who reach out to me are people from various parts of the world, various parts of Zim, various parts of Africa, various parts in the world that don't know me, don't know my story, wouldn't have even read my bio or anything, and then experience something that a song is meant to do. So for me, it's, oh, it's, I can never explain how rewarding that actually is because Mm -hmm. then it's like, ah, that was the point. And and the person doesn't even know. A guy reached out to me on, on Instagram. I remember it was lockdown, and he's listening to Tulawazi. He came across Tulawazi on on either Trace or One Gospel, and he says then he came here to come and tell me because as he was listening to that song, his mom had just passed away, and he just he says he's listening to it and he just felt this peace just come over him. And I'm like, because he experience, he actually explains and goes, I felt this piece because I'm still mourning. I'm still crying. I'm still grieving because she just passed on. But I just felt this piece. And I said, um, I'm so glad that you say that because I, I was so, you know, it's rewarding for me because I really want to have these conversations with people. Like I, I always want to know he's from, I, I think he was from either Botswana or Swati. And I'm like, I want to know, like, can you, can you, if you're free to tell me or when you are, please just tell me your whole story and, you know, this, your mom and everything that, you know, just from him saying that it is just 
ah, I love because I love people. I love meeting people and they have different stories. Um, besides that, they help me write my songs for them. But I really just love meeting someone who doesn't come from where I come from. Um, you know, whether you're from Chiredzi and some, you know, would text me and would be typing in Shona because they assume I speak Shona because they heard a Shona song and they don't know that I, you know, I can speak to survive, but I write in Shona. And they're just going on about, you know, a whole like Bible of a message just telling me what the song on radio came on and did for them. It's like, oh, I can never explain that. I think I should do more. I should bottle them up if only I could. The, the feeling and then just drink it whenever I need it, you know? Wow. Wow. It's good to hear that your music is ministering to people. Um, yeah. Thank you for obeying God and just following this path. And I'm sure you're going to impact more people through what you do. Oh, thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Don't make me cry. Though, thank you. <laughs> okay, don't cry at me now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so just as we close, um, what words of encouragement do you have for people who are trying to figure out their identity and their purpose? Who are trying? To understand their identity and their purpose. Right. Um, I, th I think the the... Let the beginning of that, of you trying to understand that, let the beginning of that be the fear of God. Mm. Um, let it be because that is knowledge, that is wisdom, that, that is understanding that you're trying to attain. Let the beginning of it be the fear of God. Before we talk about the nice parts, you know, the, the parts of where, you know, he, he really actually wants to define you. He, he loves, I always say that God is a father. So if, you, if, we, if we picture him like that, especially the young people, if you picture him not as this um, big, long bearded guy who's just waiting to judge you and you just picture him as this father who just enjoys it when his kids run to him and he's just ready to lift you up and tell you all these things and your story and all these things. He's just, God is so ready to share um that i think that becomes before we get into that which i already got into let's start with the fear of god uh mm -hmm. because that alone you know besides that it goes, goes and defines you that alone has a blessing mm -hmm. that alone is the reason why you'll see someone you don't like someone you think is not a nice person um but because you know either they or they had a parent who taught them the fear of God, <laughs> they are prospering just because they understand that. And um, I think that that is the fundamental, if fundamental um, thing I would share with someone is that start there and then build on everything else. Don't forget though, that he really just loves you coming to him and asking, hey, you know, so when you are forming Nilapana and you're like, when you describe me in Psalms, um, which is my, my favorite Psalm, Psalm a 39, is it 39 or 89, 39, 39, is it 39, 39, should be 39, I'll go confirm, I haven't read it in a while, when you, when you describe me there and you say my days are numbered, um, you've set my days before me. David says, you said my days before me, Psalms 39. Um, what is it? Is it 139 or 39? <laughs> um, <laughs> so take it. You who's listening, you know what to do. It should be 39, but I haven't quoted it to someone in a very long time. Um, mm -hmm. It's the one, Grace, right? People love quoting it. I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. It's made. It sounds like 39. I think it's yeah. 39. It should be 39. So it describes how God knows you. He knows you're laying down, you're rising up. He, you know, darkness to him is his light, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, he's basically describing how he knows you. Okay. Then it gets to a part where he says, where David says, you set my days before me. And I love quoting that. And then adding on um, Isaiah 43, the first four or five verses there. Because then that describes how you're precious to him, how he loves you and how he's named you. And then add on the one that everyone loves to quote, and that's the um, the Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah twenty nine, thirteen, right? 
mm-hmm. and the plans that he has for you. So you bring that to him, right? Bring those three things to him and any other that you have that you want and then go, okay, you already said this, you said this, you said that. So what's my story? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me? Can we begin? Because the point is beginning the process is going to be a while because it's your plans versus his, right? So they, they kind of have to, they will clash a bit and mine and his do um, quite a bit, quite a bit because his ways are higher than ours and his thoughts are higher and it hurts sometimes, man, but it's mm-hmm. worth it at the end of the day. That I is- think that's what I would say. That's so true. Okay. I discovered that it's actually Psalm 139. 139. <laughs> 139. Okay. All right. But yeah, that's beautiful, um, especially right. the part about reverence. It's, it's really good. Right. So we have reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining right. us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. Just for blessing us with your wisdom and your insights. Thank um, you. Much appreciated. So we've reached the end of this episode. Until next time, stay safe and goodbye.